Hello, this is Katie and you are listening to episode 116 of the Teach On, Teach Strong podcast. This is all about self-improvement and personal development for teachers. It's all about us and our skills and our well-being to make sure that we can be the best teachers we can be. Today's episode, we're going to be looking at 20 habits of successful teachers. Now, obviously, this isn't exhaustive and it's not everything, but these are just some habits that you might want to adopt if you haven't already that are going to help you be a really successful teacher. Now, if you have set your goals for the year, you've probably set yourself a target of some kind, right? If you haven't, that's okay. It's never too late. I always say this, you don't have to set goals on January the 1st, okay? It can be any moment that you decide, I'm ready for a change. doesn't matter when it is. In fact, when I decide I'm ready for a change, I don't even wait until the next day. I decide right then and there, that's the moment that it's going to happen. So these are some ideas if you're looking for more habits that you want to adopt in 2019 to be the best teacher that you can be, then hopefully this list will help you out and give you some ideas. Okay, so number one habit of a successful teacher is always be willing to learn obviously, right? Because the world is constantly changing, evolving and adapting, right? The way that we teach our students should also be changing and evolving and adapting. I'm a quite firm believer and we need to reach our students in the world that they're in or that they're going into. And in this day and age, that involves a lot of technology. Many of the jobs that our students are going into probably don't even exist yet. And that's a scary realisation, isn't it? The jobs that we're preparing them for don't even exist. What? So we need to make sure that we're always learning so that we can be introducing things from the current world, social media, TV shows, whatever it is that they can relate to that's in their world. So that's just one example of always learning. We could learn new technology, new systems. We can learn new teaching methods. As teachers, I think it's important that we're also learners as well. So always be learning. Number two, similar to this, is reading books, reading blogs, listening to podcasts. It's great to be learning from other educators, especially. So read what people have to say. And you know, it doesn't have to be in the education field. I love reading a lot of personal development stuff, obviously, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to share this podcast. That's one of my passions. I love self-improvement, productivity, all these kinds of topics. So those are things I like to read about. Always be taking in new information from fellow educators or anyone else who has a different viewpoint than you do. It just helps widen your horizons. Number three is nourish your body and look after it. I know that sometimes it's not easy to do that. I am the first to say that I will sacrifice lunch in order to get work done at school. And that is one of the habits I'm working on this year because I hate that. I hate that food comes last because I love my food and if I don't eat regularly I get really cranky so it's really important that I keep nourished. So nourishing your body is very important. Look after your body. We are on our feet a lot. (laughs) We need to be physically able to do this job and we need to be patient and as someone self-professed cranky pants when I don't get my fix of some carbs my patience is not as good So nourishing your body and keeping active is really important. Number four, take action. So we talked a lot about learning and reading and listening to podcasts and stuff. That's great. That's all knowledge. But you know, there's a quote, I don't remember what it is exactly or who said it, but it's in my subconscious somewhere. 
And it's something along the lines of knowledge is useless unless it's put into action. So you can know something, but if you don't actually do something about that, it's like you don't know it at all, was the gist, which is so true. What's good in knowing something if you're not going to do something with that knowledge? So take action. So if you've learnt about a new teaching style, there's no good saying, oh yeah, I know about that strategy, but you've never actually tried it. Do you see what I mean? It's kind of, what's the point? You don't really know it until you've had a go. So take action on whatever it is that you've learnt, adopt it. Number five is to be able to reflect. Now, this can be hard. A lot of us teachers are quite sensitive souls especially when we get feedback. (laughs) We're high achievers. Most of us really aren't we? We want to do well. And especially with things like observations, getting that feedback can be not the easiest pill to swallow. But a highly successful teacher has to be able to reflect on their craft. So whether that's from an observation or at the end of a lesson and you go, that did not go to plan. That was crap because, and then you identify why. I didn't do anything about this or this person did this or I did this wrong, whatever. You have to have that self-reflection, right? We just do. And we're never going to be perfect because going back to point one, we're always learning. We're always developing, we're always growing. So anytime you go into new territory, obviously you're going to be a rookie at it. So it's part of the cycle and it's perfectly okay. So be able to reflect on what you do. And the more you do things, the better you get and the more things that you will master as time goes on. Next point related to that is use criticism to grow. So as I said before, observations can be difficult to deal with. Very few people like being watched, even less probably like being criticised, even if it is constructive. But you have to use that to grow. Next point is set goals. Thing with teaching, I was thinking about this, is because every day is different, (laughs) And you kind of just go in and you, you teach all your lessons and you're just kind of wiped by the end of the day, right? It, it can become a little bit monotonous, even though every day is different because you're coming in on the treadmill, you're running and then you're jumping off exhausted, right? But really, we are going somewhere with our career. We are aiming for something. And it's important to have a goal in mind. It kind of stops the monotony and the treadmill feeling. So think of something that you want to achieve this year career-wise so it could be it could be a numbers target a certain percentage but it could be something else it could be I want my students to develop a growth mindset I want them to demonstrate more resilience and work on those things with your students my new favorite thing to say I've been saying for a while actually but I love it and I'm going to stick with it is every time a student comes to me and says oh miss this has gone wrong oh I can't do this or it broke or whatever it is my response always is oh so what are you gonna do about it and they kind of look at me and go um okay I guess I can do this 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 I'm like okay go for it yeah let me know how you get on so instead of rushing to help them I'm actually helping them in the long run by teaching them to solve their own problems and be resilient so a simple thing like that could be one of your goals to instead of jumping to their rescue all the time help them help themselves and just say okay well what things can you do to solve that problem yep that next one is have routines in place so i don't necessarily mean behavior management stuff although yes that's a good thing to have too i mean more personal routines so for me i have a morning routine when i wake up and i have another routine when i get to school i have at least 
half an hour to an hour chunk of time before any kids come in and it's just me doing my thing. I have a routine for packing up when I go home. Things like I leave my room and my desk in a particular way because that's how I want to find it the next day. Things kind of routines, A, reduce the amount of decisions that you have to make in a day because that exhausts you and I'll make a whole other podcast on that in the future. But having routines in place, systems that you go through actually make you more successful in the long run. Next point is mindfulness practice. Again, not an easy thing to take time for as a teacher, but you can do it. You can at least get two minutes at some point, even if it's those few minutes when you run into the toilet. You can just stop and close your eyes and take some deep breaths and practice a bit of mindfulness, even if it's for 10 seconds. Hey, even if it's in the middle of your lesson and you're feeling a bit stressed, you can just take a deep breath and breathe out. That's mindfulness practice. You're just focusing on one thing, taking note of where you are, taking note of how you feel, getting yourself in a good state, and then dealing with the situation. So take some time out. It doesn't have to be a long meditation session. Just a few minutes or seconds, if that's all you have, will be enough. Next point is show gratitude. I have talked at length about gratitude. It's something I'm really passionate about teaching my students as well. I've created a gratitude journal. I even use it myself, even though it's designed for students because it's still school themed. So it works quite well for teachers too. But showing gratitude just changes your whole mindset. I mean, if you can't be grateful for what you have right now, what makes you think that you're going to be happy or grateful for anything you get in the future? You have to be grateful for what you have now. So take some time. I do that as part of my morning routine personally. If you're interested in my morning routine, by the way, because I talk about it a lot, let me know. Send me an email or something and I'll see if I can do an episode on that for you as well. But taking time to show gratitude for the school you work in. Find something good about it. Even if you're not very happy there right now, there is something good. Is there a colleague there that you like? Do you have a really nice classroom? Do you have really nice students? Is the building nice? Is your commute really short? (laughs) Anything. Find something that you're really grateful for. And I want all these to be school specific. We talk a lot about um, personal things here, but in order to be an effective teacher, I want you to really focus on school specific things. So find something you're grateful for in your job. Next point is organized space. Successful teachers should be organized. Now, not everyone is. I'm naturally an organized person. It's intrinsic. I love things looking tidy and organized and I like knowing where things are so when people ask me for something do you have a whole punch I can just go yeah here it is I know exactly where everything is because everything has a place it just makes things go a lot smoother I have been to other people's offices or rooms and asked them for something and I will stand there for five ten minutes while they're shuffling paper around opening drawers and I'm just like this must be exhausting for you like how (laughs) How can you concentrate? How can you focus like all this extra effort that your brain's having to do? Look for things. It it just adds extra stress that you just don't need. So work on organizing your space. And I have done an episode on that as well. How to keep your space organized all year long, I think it's called. I will link it in the show notes for you, which I'll put at the end. Right, the next point is focus on your strengths. Again, this is something that people don't often talk about. And I think it would change the way a lot of schools run and the confidence of teachers if admin were to adopt this method of focusing on your strengths a bit more and perhaps getting peers to support one another and things that they're already good at. 
But so many times we tell our students to do this as well. We pick on something that's a weakness. And so we feel really bad because we can't do this thing yet because we're weak at it. And that can be really damaging to your self-esteem. So although, yes, you want to adopt positive habits too, I think you should really focus on what you're good at and still do that and blow it up so it's even more prominent. So if you're really good at behavior management, make the most of that. Take some time thinking about why you're good at this skill and maybe support a colleague or share your expertise and somehow with your skill. Focus on what you're good at and really build upon that and make sure that's included when you do observations and people come and look at your lessons. They should be able to see that this teacher's really good at this stuff. She's really good at peer work. This, this teacher's really good at intervention. Whatever it is that you think, I'm good at this, people should come in your room and see it. Me, I just, I love being creative. That's my thing. So when people walk into my room, they say, your room looks so nice. Thank you. Of course, there are other things I need to work on. There always are. We are constantly learning. But we all have something that we are good at. And that's what we want people to know us for as well. Similarly in this is you want to try and focus on one thing at a time, especially if it's an area of growth. Okay, so although we want to work on our strengths as well, we also want to improve. So if you are looking at improving habits or strategies that you want to adopt, just pick one, just one until you master it. So if your focus, if you're, especially if you're a new teacher and your focus is behavior management or time management or something like that, and you think, yeah, I'm really not great at this, <laughs> just focus on one thing. Okay. When I do lesson observations for people, Sometimes there are quite a few different things that I can pick up on, but it wouldn't be good for that teacher's self-esteem if I picked out on every single thing that needed improving. So I tend to focus on one thing so that next time when I come and watch them, we can see if they've improved in that one area and it will help develop growth. So pick one thing that you want to focus on improving. Next habit is try and surround yourself with good or positive people. I talk about this a lot. We work with lots of different people as teachers we're also incredibly stressed we're under a lot of pressure and that can come across in conversations with people I know during my holidays I feel like a different person I'm a lot more relaxed I'm a lot more patient it's easier to speak with love and kindness and then when you're in the throw of teaching you're kind of stressed sometimes you get short-tempered sometimes conversations aren't positive sometimes you moan it's just part of life but you want to try and surround yourself with good people because who you surround yourself with is who you become so pick people who are positive and if there aren't any sometimes you're better off just doing your thing by yourself do your teaching bit and then chill out on your own I've had to do that at times too where it's just better to be by myself so find good people who lift you up and who are positive and spend time with them the next point is be clear on your why your purpose that kind of thing is what's going to keep you going during the hard times. So really think about why did you choose to become a teacher? Why teaching? What is it that you're doing this for? Because we know teaching, it's unbelievable the difference that we make in the world. It's a huge responsibility and it's an amazing job and it's an amazing position, an amazing honour to be able to shape young lives and shape the future. So be clear on your why. Why have you chosen to do this? And Next time things get hard, just stop and remember, I'm doing this because. 
because these kids need me because I've got this that I want to share with them because I know I can help them whatever that reason is and next point is have high expectations of your students what you believe you become and if your students sense that even you don't believe in them what chance have they got of ever believing in themselves as well so have high expectations of them tell them you know you can do this I know you can you've got this you've got everything you need you can do it and they do actually achieve better because if you believe in them they're like okay well you really believe in me I must be able to do it then I guess so that's really important next point a sense of humor it helps it helps get through those times where it's really easy to get serious and feel like the world is on your shoulders but having a good sense of humour, it really can lighten the mood. When you just suddenly realise, you can make a joke out of anything and laugh. Everything's better when you're laughing. And one of my favourite things about where I work is I like who I work with and we have such a great time. I'm always, always laughing. Every single day, I'm in fits of giggles with my colleagues and my students. And that just makes the day so much better. I mean, who doesn't love to laugh? And how many jobs can really say, that they spend most of their day laughing. Not many. So while yes, we're under pressure and yes, we are a bit stressed, if you can take moments out just to have a laugh, have a giggle, make some jokes, it really does help you be more successful because you're happy. Right, I think we're on number 18. I'll be honest, I have lost count, but I think this is number 18, is to be flexible. Okay, so earlier I said no two days are the same they're not and people are gonna just ask you randomly for things at the last minute and you're gonna kind of have to oblige because that's your job things are gonna change students are not going to be consistent you have to be flexible a fire alarm might go off in the middle of your lesson you just have to be flexible and deal with it and take on anything that comes your way and while it can be difficult working in environments that are so unpredictable actually it's what makes it's such a fun place to be because you, you go to work you know you're walking or driving in and you think I wonder what awaits me today <laughs> I don't know if you ever do that I think it'd be a really interesting journal to read what kind of happens in your day because half of it you won't expect and I think that's kind of it's quite exciting uh all right and uh, 19 I think is support your peers and students emotionally because man we gotta look out for each other I would struggle to get through many days without emotional support from my peers. And students are struggling too. They're stressed. They're going through a very tumultuous time, especially teenagers that I deal with. So support everyone. We're all kind of in the same boat in school. There's a lot of pressure from everyone. Everyone wants the same thing. We all want your students to succeed. So we all want the same thing. We're all playing for the same team. So support each other. Help each other out. If you see a friend who's upset, make them a hot drink. Help them with something. Be an ear to listen to if they need it. And it's the same with your students. Be there for them. You are making such a difference in their lives and you're very important. So do that and it will come back to you when you need it to. And the final habit is know when to step back. This comes down to the whole self-awareness thing and reflection. But there are times when you've done everything that you can. You have to remember you're human and you are only partly responsible for the success of your students. Some of it comes down to them too, right? So you've got to know when it's time for you to step back. 
Same with self-care. If you're feeling sick and you're run down, you've got to know when to step back and you have to put the guilt aside. You might get guilt intrinsic, but it might come from peers. I sense, I mean, I could be wrong, but sometimes I feel like I sense resentment if I'm off sick. You just kind of have to shake that off and go, I'm doing what is right for me and for my students and you don't need to explain it to anyone. Okay, so you've got to know when enough's enough and you will come back better when you've come back from a bit of a rest. Okay, so that's it. 20, I think 20 <laughs> habits of successful teachers. I'll run through them quickly one more time and we can count if there were 20. One, always be learning. Two, read lots of books, blogs, listen to podcasts, that kind of thing to get experience and insight from other educators. Number three, nourish your body. Look after yourself. Take time to stock up on some fuel throughout the day and feed yourself with good foods that are going to make you stronger. Number four, take action. Knowledge is only useful if you're actually doing something with it. So try something out, test it out, see how it goes. Number five, reflect. Take time to look at your craft, look at your lesson, look at your resource, look at whatever you've been doing and reflect on how that went. Number six, use criticism to grow. Yes, there are times when you're going to get constructive criticism. The whole point is so that you be better in the long run. But that comes back to reflection. So I know I've heard from people in the past who've asked me for support with teachers who they feel are actually being vindictive and not being necessarily honest with their feedback. Again, in that kind of situation, it's about reflecting and saying, are they actually right about this or do they have an ulterior motive? So reflection is really important. Use criticism to grow where appropriate. Number seven, set goals. Know what you're doing. Know what you're aiming for. Even if it's, it could be daily goals, you know. It doesn't have to be a whole year thing. It could be, right, today my goal is, I'm going to mark this set of books. <laughs> That's fine. Just have something that you're aiming for. Number eight, set routines. So I have a morning routine. I have a packing up for home routine. It just makes your day go smoother and body thrives on routines. Number nine, mindfulness practice. Take some time just to zen out. Even if it's a short amount of time, close your eyes, focus on your breathing and take some time just to be in the moment. Number 10, show gratitude. Be grateful for what you have. Find something good in your day and look for the positive. Number 11, organized space. Do your best to try and organize yourself It'll make everything a lot easier because you'll know where everything is. It's much less stressful and your brain won't be fogged up by all the chaos around you. Number 12, focus on your strengths. Work with what you are good at and take advantage of it and be really good at it and be known for that. 13, if you do want to improve things in your life, and of course we all do, just pick one thing at a time. It's really overwhelming to try and pick 20 things to improve on at once. Pick one thing, master that, and then move on to the next. 14, surround yourself with good people. Who you are around can influence how you feel. 15, be clear on your why. Why do you do this? Why do you come in every day? Focus on what you're doing this for. 16, have high expectations of your students. If you believe in them, they are more likely to believe in themselves. And when they believe in themselves, that's when they can succeed. 17, have a sense of humor, laugh, enjoy the job. We have a special job working with kids. Kids are great. Have fun with them. 18, be flexible and kind of learn to enjoy that 
unpredictability of teaching and see what kind of adventures come your way. 19. Support your peers and students emotionally. You will need them as much as they will need you. So look after each other. And then finally, know when to step back. Is it time that you took a bit of self-care time? Is it time you let that student do what they need to do because you've done everything that you can? So there you are. 20 habits of successful teachers. That is not everything, I'm sure. There are lots more, but there are 20 to be thinking about. So if you are looking for some new habits that you want to adopt this year, hopefully one of those gave you a bit of inspiration and things that you want to work on this year. If there are any that you want me to expand upon or you want to go into more detail or any questions that you might have, you are welcome to always email me at katie at teachersresourceforce.com. And for all links to previous episodes and how to get on my email mailing list and how to get free resources, those links are all in the show notes, which you can find at teachersresourceforce.com forward slash podcast forward slash 116. As always, if you've found value in this podcast, the only thing that I ask is that you spread the word. Share this with a teacher friend who you think might also benefit from this kind of self-improvement for teachers and leave a review as well so other people can get exposed to this podcast and help them too. We are all in this together guys, we've got this, I hope you're having a really fantastic start to 2019, keep teaching on Teaching Strong and I'll catch you next time, bye!